Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm excited today. I've actually got two folks on the phone, um, Brandy Ballou and Adam Cabot, who are with Cantina 76, and they're with the first location uh, in Columbia on Divine Street. It was started in 2009, and uh, this group has done really, really well. The guys that started it um, <coughs> had this one, and they've grown it to like five locations now. Uh, around South Carolina, and uh, one of the owners, Rob Ward, if you've, if you've read our second restaurant owner's own court book, he was in there, he's, he's been on the podcast, great dude, and uh, I asked him who in his organization uh, might be interested in talking about hospitality and who, you know, that love what they do and are great at what they do, and he said, Brandy and Adam. So, Brandy and Adam, thank you all for taking the time to do this. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for having us. So, okay, so then, well, f now, Brandy, you just told me before we started recording, you've been there since day one. So, um, actually, t tell me a little bit about just your background in hospitality um, and how you got dialed in with these guys at Cantina 76, and then I'd like to do the same with you, Adam, and how long, you know, a little bit of history about how long you've been there as well. Sure. Okay, cool. That's actually a really good question because – um, I started serving when I was 16 years old, and I was lucky enough to work with our current executive chef, David Grillo, before Cantina existed. So we were working together at more of a fine dining restaurant. It was called Mark's, and he approached me one day, and he was like, I've met these guys, and they've got a really cool concept. You know, I've told them about you. Would you be willing to come with me and open this restaurant? So I was super excited about it. I was at USC at the time in college, um, and in 2009, <laughs> at 19 years old, I met Rob Ward, the owner, um, and we sat down and started talking about his concept, and I helped him lay out, you know, training manuals and um, just basic setup for schedules and things like that, and that's how, you know, it all started. Basically, I followed the chef and was lucky enough to get in with this business early on. Okay, cool. So you were, uh, so you were there from day one. And I mean, because they, and you must have, y'all must have helped a lot because they didn't really have, those guys didn't have a lot of restaurant experience um, when they first <laughs> opened up, right? I mean, he told yeah, me a little bit about like that. Very funny. The first time I ever met Rob, I think he sat me down and he was like, all right, so tell me your strengths and weaknesses. And we, he kind of laughed, and he was like, I'm just kidding. I really just need help. And I was like, okay, <laughs> got this. <laughs> That's cool. What is it about the concept that, that got you and uh, the executive? Like, why were you all excited about it? At the, at the time in Columbia, there was just nothing right. like that. Um, you know, since then, that's kind of changed, and we have more competition, but – I mean, I had never been to a restaurant like it. You know, the concept is tacos and kind of fusion. Um, and there was just nothing around at the time that was similar. Everything was more traditional. So I think that's what it made it, that's what made it so different. And, you know, Dave is an awesome chef, and he came up with this great menu. And I already believed in him, obviously, because I worked with him, and we were so close. So um, it was just really cool to see it all come together like that and excited for people in Columbia to have something different to try out. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Adam, how about you? How would you get out into this, this scene? Well, uh, much like Brandy, I actually had um, a personal tie to David Grillo, who is our executive chef here at Cantina. Um, 
years and years ago, he was a kitchen manager in a TGI Fridays that I worked at. Um, and I had a lot of experience and time spent in the corporate restaurant setting, um, such as Fridays. Um, unfortunately, the location that I was working at here in Columbia was a franchise, um, and the owners decided it wasn't for them anymore. So the business um, closed down, and you know, through remembering some influential people in my you know restaurant career, um, I immediately you know reached out to David Grillo and asked him if uh, he had any openings, if you will. Um, cause I knew that he was venturing into, you know, Cantina 76 and it was the, the next up and coming thing. Um, I started here as a line cook for him actually, and worked on the line here in the kitchen for about a year. Um, and when I graduated Carolina, I had a hospitality degree and it's kind of always what I wanted to do. Um, Rob actually had a young lady lined up to manage alongside her that graduated hospitality with me. Um, and she took a position, um, I believe in Charlotte working for, I want to say a Hilton, um, which, you know, thankfully enough for me opened up that spot. Um, and so I took it trying to hit the ground running and, uh, me and Brandy have been working as a, uh, dynamic duo ever since. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. So you were in, you were in school there too, Brandy. Did you, were you in the hospitality program too, or something different? I not. I was actually a visual communications major, so I did a lot of graphic design and photography, which actually has come into handy around here. Um, I designed our catering menu, taking pictures for the website and things like that. So. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, okay, so 2009, you guys get going, um, and not a lot of competition in the area, at least for the concept. How has that changed since then? Oh, it's changed a lot. Absolutely. I think people um, definitely wanted to ride this wave, um, but, you know, little little do they know, they don't have the one key factor, and that's um, executive chef David Grillo. He, <laughs> he, he is making, um, making the best of the best around here, and um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, in, in my short, well, not short anymore, I've been here going on six years, but in my time here, we've consecutively won our free times best of Columbia awards from anything to best taco to best margarita, best happy hour, best happy hour, best place to have a first day. Yeah. Bang for your buck. So, um, and I, and I contribute a lot of that to like Brandy was um, saying earlier. to just the awesome food experience people can have here. That's unlike any other. Um, so going back to your original question with the competition, we've had a lot of people, you know, trying to ride this cantina wave, if you will. And, um, Similar concepts. Very, very similar concepts, mm -hmm. but um, there's something about, you know, the way we create the culture and our staff here and the way we maintain a very um, relaxed atmosphere while still giving um, top-notch service. Um, people really can't recreate that. So um, they, try to, they try to do the taco and the margarita bar theme, um, but the Cantina family, um, you know, a lot like people like Brandy that have been here since day one have really played a big part in creating this awesome culture that is Cantina. Um, we've actually tried a, a, um, our best to not not necessarily be that corporate monster um, as we grow, and we try to remember, you know, where this all started from and what, what made us successful. So uh, now with Cantina being um, five stores big, um, obviously there are some things that we are trying to make a little bit more uniform and um, – the company getting bigger but uh 
we also got to remember that our atmosphere and our staff are like definitely key players. And what made us all successful? Yeah, absolutely. To start with. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky balance. It seems to me to um, to maintain that level of personal service, authenticity, laid back style, which which is so attractive and what what brings so many people to places like yours. But as you grow, um, there are it seems like things start pulling growing businesses like that in, in the direction of having a more corporate mindset for the sake of efficiency, cost savings, or whatever the case may be to scale things up. How do y'all, I mean, it sounds like you're probably, there's no real specific thing other than you guys are just very aware of it and probably talk about that often, I would guess, as you grow to kind of keep the right balance. Is that right? Right, for sure. I think what helps is, you know, Adam and I have been here so long and we've had a hand in training every store that's open so far. So if we can instill in them what we've learned you know, since 2009, then it kind of helps them create the same atmosphere in their new stores. Gotcha. So they they always hang out with us for a few weeks, and then we help them out when they open, and it just goes from there. One of the things we really pride ourselves in is, um, you know, the want to, you know, gain an opportunity to work here. A lot of people um, apply here on a daily basis, and we've definitely come to realize it's a um, very highly sought-after you know, restaurant to work for. Um, and to Brandy's point, you know, we, we have had a hand in all the stores trainings. Um, so we've been able to put our personal touch, um, in every group since, you know, we started here and that's, that's definitely something that we want to maintain. Um, but going back to the balance thing, like you were saying, there's definitely a balance, um, and given, you know, top notch service and making sure your guests are a hundred percent satisfied every time they leave. Um, and also being able to maintain an atmosphere that people, you know, desire to work at and work in. Um, we love to think that we have a culture here that creates long-term friendships, um, sometimes even, you know, love interest relationships and <laughs> um, roommates and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's definitely hard to balance um, staying away from, you know, the big corporate, you know, monster type of scenario or, you know mindset um and still trying to stay true to our roots which is that you know being knowing where we started from and knowing what made us successful in the first place yeah you know because i, I would guess that the further you the further you would ever get away from those roots the more that you're kind of like everybody else right like you it becomes easier to replicate um if you're right. more of a corporate mindset um which is <clears throat> which, you know, then becomes, you know, that kind of strips out some of the things that make you guys so special. So that's cool that you guys are so aware of that and you've been able to do that in five locations is is really awesome. And by, and then, you know, for those listening, I mean, these these locations are not, they're spread around. I mean, there's what you're in, uh, you're two in there in Columbia and then you're in, what, Greenville and Kiowa and Charleston. So you're really spread right. in the state. So how do you guys, I mean, you must have a lot of autonomy. You've got four owners, but I would imagine you all have um, a good amount of autonomy and they've placed a lot of trust in you all because they certainly can't be, you know, I mean, they, they can't, There's no, even if they were all spread around, I would imagine they're not you know, around all these locations all the time. So you must be able to, as you go to each new location, give a lot of autonomy to the team they're running it. Right. And they do, they actually do a really great job 
um, you know, trying to get at every location throughout the week. Um, they're always traveling and sorting out problems and making things uniform between the stores. And not only that, but, you know, we have a, a group chat with all of the general managers and managers at all of the locations. So we're always communicating. Um, and the owners are in there, too. And it's just constant communication. Same page, same page. So. Gotcha, gotcha. What if you, what if you, I mean, so here's four guys that weren't, you know, really dialed into the restaurant scene prior, uh, but they figured out a really good formula. What have y'all learned from those four owners since you've been there? Oh, I've learned so much. So, so much. Well, you know, when I first started, Rob was obviously my manager and Chad was here a lot too, managing. Um, and sometimes I ask myself when I'm managing, you know, what would Rob do uh, in that Absolutely. situation? Okay. Um, so he it's, had really good instincts for the business and uh, not having had great business instincts. Yeah, just great business instincts of people person, um, a great manager in general for not having, you know, that type of experience. There was a lot to learn. He's very quick with the business side and he can explain things really well. Um, you know, you can always list out uh, managers you've had you know, since your early jobs in your life and you can always identify which ones were motivating and inspiring and which ones you probably could care less for. Um, and Rob was always that very fair guy. Um, he wasn't afraid to show you that he had a heart, you know, he's got a sweet side. Um, but you know, to Brandy's point, he's a damn fine businessman, excuse my language. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, he's taught us a lot of life lessons along the way as well. So, um, you know, Rob's kind of been um, more of the um, supervisor mentor for us out of the owner partners because this was the location that he was primarily at. As they grew and grew, um, they kind of split up a little bit of the area they supervised. But now not only um, restaurants and or, uh, lessons in the restaurant and in the business, but uh, in life as well. And he's, he's definitely become um, a uh, number one mentor in my book, Mr. Sure. Mr. Rob Ward. You hear that, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's always, I mean, it's, look, that's a huge part of this, clearly. Uh, the success of any business, particularly in the hospitality space, is having an owner who leads by example, who you admire, who you trust, who has faith in you, who trusts you. Uh, it's a two-way street for sure. But that formula is, at least from all the folks I've interviewed over the years, that seems to <clears throat> be a, a common thread. Um, so are you now – You've got these these five, um, but you've gone into cities where I would imagine, I mean, maybe there was no competition, you know, in Columbia at the time. Now there is, but then some of these other cities you've gone in, there must be similar uh, concepts, I would guess. But I guess it goes back to what you are talking about uh, earlier, the, the menu and the culture. That's really what it boils down to, right? So even if there's other places, I would imagine, that are, have a cantina theme in Mount Pleasant or Kiowa or whatever, you guys feel like that culture and that menu are something that's hard to hard to compete with. Right. There are a lot of similar restaurants, but the cool thing about uh, the Columbia original location is we've had all, we've been lucky enough to be in this college town. So yeah. all of these college kids, you know, are coming to Cantina and they love it. And after college, you know, they move and they get jobs and they go to other places so we've seen their excitement you know when they move to another city and it's like cantina is coming there 
you yeah. know, that has been a huge help. I Absolutely. Think. With Columbia being such a, a big and um, busy, if you will, city, um, Cantina's, you know, gained such a great name for itself that people that don't necessarily live in Columbia have a very high chance of um, either experiencing it firsthand or at least haven't heard the name. Um, so, yeah, to Brandy's point, you open up in green these places like Greenville and Charleston and Mount Pleasant and stuff, even though they might ne not necessarily live in Columbia, um, they definitely know, you know, what Canteen is about and already have like some kind of built-in excitement about coming to their city. So um, that's always been um, a, a definitely, definitely a huge advantage for us is um, the name that we've built here in Columbia um, as we grow, so. Well, you know, I was, uh, folks that are listening, I was talking to Brandy about this before we started recording, but I do have a, uh, th this is a case in point here. I have a stepbrother-in-law who graduated from uh, University of South Carolina a year and a half ago, and I was on a family vacation this summer, and he and his girlfriend, who both went to South Carolina, they live in Charlotte now, and they were, they were telling me how much they miss Cantina 76, how, they knew that uh, Cantina was a, a customer, they're like, look, you please tell them to open in Charlotte. Like we really miss them a lot. It's a big gap here in Charlotte for us. Like they were like, really, I mean, they were serious. They're like, it's it, like, there's nothing else like it here. And just, if you'll let them know that like, if they come here, all of our friends, you know, that went there will, will be frequent customers. And there are, I mean, there's a lot of people that graduate from there that wind up here. So that's an interesting, I've never really thought about that, but that's a great formula to, you know, if you're successful in a college town like that, figure out where do the graduates all wind up and, uh, that's a that's that's really cool. That's neat that y'all been able to to uh, take that out to outer lying areas and and uh, and have that that support. But it's not surprising though because you clearly have got huge support amongst the uh, student body there at that Divine Street location. Absolutely, uh, the University of South Carolina has been um, a great gift to you know our location here. Um, I don't want to brag or anything, but we are, we're like the highest volume store out of all the cantina stores. So <laughs> there you go. We, we, we're doing, we're doing some real good work over here. Um, and we can attribute most of that to like Brandy said, we're in a college town and, um, it's, it's a really good scene. So, uh, I'm sorry, our phones are, let me turn this down here. Uh, really good scene. So going back to the atmosphere, you know, kids that are from, little cities or small towns or even different states that come to the University of South Carolina, they tend to catch on quickly that this is a spot that they can frequent and not only get great food or, you know, if they're old enough, um, some great margaritas, but um, in a super chill, relaxing atmosphere that's, you know, right around the corner from where they're walking around going to the classes at. So um, we're not too close. So, you, you, you know, we're right on here at Divine Street, just um, about a mile or two miles outside of a uh, Campus. In the middle of some great neighborhoods as well. Yeah, we we also consider ourselves a family restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. We got um some we got a great clientele base over here. Um, a lot of young professionals, a lot of um families, starter families, college students, um, the whole nine. So we're very blessed to um to have the volume that we have, and um we we don't want to brag about it, but uh the college town is definitely helping helping that volume. What do y'all? Um, that's awesome. What do you, What do y'all look for when you're when you're looking for people to come work in your group? And you've got, as you said, a highly sought after uh, place to work. So, what's the difference maker? Like people that are listening to this and they're wanting to get into the hospitality business that are young that um, you know are trying to learn. Like, what kind of things are you looking for in people that you interview and that you you bring onto your team? 
Well, the, the biggest, one of the bigger issues that we face uh, more frequently, I, I believe I would say is availability. Right. Um, so being, you know, being that we are a restaurant in this industry, obviously there's long hours. We're open on holidays. You know, you got to work weekends. Um, it's not, it, it can be flexible, but it's not ideal for somebody with a tight schedule. Yeah. Um, some good availability is definitely um, up there on the list. Um, we love talking to people when they come in and applying just to get a good feel for um, how they communicate with people and how they present themselves. Cause we also keep in consideration that these people will be representing Cantina. Um, and then we, uh, we just look at their past work experiences, um, see what their strengths are, see what their weaknesses may be um, and where we can utilize them. Um, so we actually don't like to ever get in a bind to where we're, you know, necessarily rapid firing trying to find new people or uh you know we're short staffed we like to just um talk to everybody meet everybody um give everybody opportunities and that's what really creates um a good working schedule for some of these staff members is the, the flexibility that it allows on the back end so um yeah availability um previous work experience is great um we we love to train people and we love to you know take people with green thumbs in the industry and you know, give them all the knowledge that we've soaked up over the years, and that's not an issue uh, whatsoever. But availability is what what kills us most of the time. Hey, that's where our schedule fly comes in. And yeah, yeah right. <laughs> fly is a godsend for that. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's that's a hard part of it. Um, and it seems like availability more and more is. I mean, a lot of folks these days are you know they have higher expectations of uh, what they want their availability to be and when they want to work, when they don't want to work, and that must be tough for you guys to, to manage. Um, but I guess when you find good people, then you're able to, you know, you're able to keep them uh, with such a good culture. Absolutely. Right. And it's amazing, you know, like we always talk about our turnover rate and how low it is and people come here and they make friends and they, they stay throughout college, just like I did, you know, and then I stuck around afterwards too. <laughs> but, um, you know, they make friends and they they hang out outside of work and it's just a, just a family atmosphere whenever we're at work as well, which it's, makes the work environment. It's cool. always, always bittersweet for me and Brandy to see our, our kids as we like to call them. <laughs> yeah. you know, Cause we've, we've now, well, Brandy's been here obviously since day one, I've been here a little under six years, but we've been here long enough to see um, people start here as, you know, freshmen and green to Columbia and really watch them grow and um, grow into nice, fine young adults. And then it's kind of bittersweet, you know, when they, when they have to leave us, cause it's to Brandy's point, it's like a family member, you know, moving away or something. So that's, well, that's cool that you guys have got a culture where it, it feels that way for everybody. Um, cause it's not, that's not, that's not always the case in, in, in the hospitality business. So, um, no. It's, right. It's, yeah, y'all have done a really good job. That's very clear. Um, tell me this. How about your um, – one thing I hear a lot about these days is restaurant teams talking about how to broaden the relationship they have with their regular customers, how to get more regulars, how to keep those regulars coming back and giving them the special experience. Do you guys, Is that something you guys are dialed into? Oh, we love our regulars. Um, we have many, many regulars. We have a program that does our wait at the hostess stand. So when we go on a wait and someone, we enter their name and their phone number and how many are in their party. And our application actually tells us how many times they've been there. 
Mm. Um, been on the wait, at least, you know, if we are on the wait. And it's funny that you asked. We were just laughing about putting someone's phone number in the wait the other day. And it was their 65th time at Cantina 76. So 65th? Yes, 65th. And this family, this particular family that I'm talking about, has actually grown close to a lot of the servers here. Um, shout out to the Hicks family. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they they get to know these employees and it's almost like, you know, these regular customers, you know, gain a relationship with them and um, care about them. So it's exciting to see them again, too. And I think, you know, your employees are what make those regulars come back. You know, of course, the great food and atmosphere and drinks are, you know, a huge factor in that. But then you're. Um, additional factor is that relationship with those people and oh, what makes them want to come back. Yeah, one thing we got to keep in mind is, you know, these these people, you know, we refer to them as regulars, but um, they can spend their money anywhere they want, and they they choose to frequent our facility. So um, that means a lot because not only is that saying, you know, we're doing we're doing very well as far as food or drinks or whatever they come for. Um, but to Brandy's point too, we start making relationships for them and then they come because they're part of the family, you know? Yep. Yeah. And such a big part of that is your staff. I mean, that's that, that extra piece there that really helps build that relationship is the, is, is the, the staff members themselves, the people that serve them or serve them drinks or serve them food and, and get to know them. And, um, they, uh, they're, you know, that, that's such a huge part of that that relationship i guess is that staff and that team that you've built um which is something that becomes very special to those customers and yeah i bet they i bet they miss i bet they miss staff members a lot when they leave <laughs> oh, they do they yeah. do it's, it's funny they'll come in you know for their last night working yeah and, you know we've with, seen that happen with, before with gifts in hand and yeah. everything you know it's i tell y'all i mean that's a keeping keeping a core team like that and uh really being able to get, keep that team together um, for a long period of time. It's, it's such a hard thing in your business because of turnover, but it really is so important. I, th my mom and I go to this place here in Charlotte every Tuesday for breakfast, and lately the staff has had a lot of turnover. So these are staff that have been there a long time, and we you know got to know them fairly well, and they know what we like and so on and so forth. And I tell you, the experience is just, yeah, it's, it's not – we, all may, we, we even said the other day we may have to find somewhere else to go because all of a sudden it's like all these new staff and you kind of wonder why and then what's going on. And customers really recognize that, particularly the regular ones. Uh, we're, we kind of have had like the last couple of times, this is a place we love. The experience has just been not nearly as good. So we want to be patient and give them time. But then again, you kind of say, well, you know, is there an underlying problem here or whatever? So I think customers, man, they really pay attention to that, don't they? Yeah, they pick up on it for sure. Um, we've had, you know, regulars comment to us, you know, is so-and-so here tonight? Or they ask about them frequently. So I can definitely see where you're coming from that with that. And it's cool to hear your side of things, too. You know, it's also kind of terrifying. We've got to keep these people around, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you do. Yep. I mean, you know, we're, I mean, but, you know, well, we are. We go every week, right? So every Tuesday morning we go and we eat breakfast at this place. So we are a true regular, but... Uh, those, but then those customers, the ones that, you know, that's what really, that's kind of like your foundation, isn't it? It's like the people that come frequently, I mean, you're always, especially in a college town, you're going to get a, a new slice of, you know, 
new customers every year and you're going to lose one group and get a new one in or whatever but those ones that are coming all the time like the more of those you have the bigger foundation you build and they really uh they you know they're the ones paying attention to all that stuff so y'all have done clearly a great job of keeping those those people around it's just made a difference that's why your volume's so high and everything else but it's something to uh not an easy thing to do in your business though i know right well, um, what is, let me ask you this on that note. What, I mean, what is, what is the most challenging part? Uh, you've got a great restaurant there. You've both been there a long time. You have a long tenure there. You've had a lot of success. You're growing, uh, you're high volume, but what's, what is the hardest thing about it? Coming up with new ways to spice things up. Hmm. So I, I think that's our biggest challenge, you know, because a lot of times, Adam and I feel like we're on autopilot. This place honestly runs itself. You know, we kind of joke like, you know, if you feel like we feel like we don't have anything to do sometimes. Right, so you do podcast calls. Well, you can even do a podcast call, right? <laughs> so all you managers out there listening to this podcast, you get your staff up to the grade A level. You'll have time for, for these phone <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's just coming up with new ideas and new ways to spice things up, anywhere from drink specials to food specials to contests that we can run with our servers and staff and um, just ways to bring in more sales, of course. You know, you always want to see that number go up year to year. And, you know, I think that's the most challenging part, for sure, Yeah, any management position. Yeah, like to Brandy's point, spicing things up, not only for ourselves, but for our guests as well. Um, you know, whether it be creating a, a seasonal drink feature or, um, you know, things we're doing now, we're introducing new lines to our um, available um, beer and doing specials on them on for daily specials throughout the week um, and just kind of spicing up and making a little change. So... Um, Cantina's always got a great pull and they're definitely doing the right thing. Um, but that's definitely a challenge for Brandy and I is to, um, keep the, keep the, um, the boat going, if you will. Um, we don't ever want to get stagnant or, um, you know, lose, um, people's interest in us or ha what have you, but, um, definitely a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Good challenge to have, though, guys. I mean, that's a that's a, a testament to the how well you've run the business. When you know your biggest challenge is just trying to keep things, you know, interesting and spiced up, like you said. Um, right. That's. I was. Gonna, I was going to say another um, another challenge for us is just finding ways to grow in general. Um, and you know, I've been here a little under six years, and you know, every year of uh, my management time here. We've always thought, you know, well, there's no way we can grow next year. We're, we're at our, you know, max capacity. Yeah. yeah. Thinking that we've hit that plateau and, you no, know, never do. five, six years later, we're still growing. So um, we're figuring out ways to keep keep that growth and um, keep people interested in us and trying to make sure that we also stay um, ahead of the curve when it comes to competition um, in the area and things like that. Well, competition is good. It really keeps you on your toes, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, this is awesome, y'all. I really appreciate the time that you both took to do this. Um, I know that you have it running itself, sort of, but I know that you probably have a lot uh, going on in the back of your mind right now that you probably want to tend to. So, yeah, um, just a few things. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I know you're both very busy. It's a, it's a busy um, 
It's a busy gig. So, hey, listen, thank you very much, uh, both of you. I really appreciate it, Adam and Brandy. Appreciate the time and everybody that listens. We'll appreciate all that they learned. And uh, thank you very much for the business. And just thank you all for being awesome. And uh, and just try to try to come up to Charlotte, man. You got a, You got a bunch of people up here that are that are excited for you to be here. Hey, send me to Charlotte. I'll see you there. All right, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so yeah, much for having you, us. If, if y'all see the Cantina coming soon sign in Charlotte, y'all stop in and ask for Adam or Brandy because we'll definitely be there. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, if you're ever in Columbia and come by Cantina 76, we'd love to have you. Well, thank you so much for having us, buddy. Right. Thanks. Bye, y'all. Take care. Bye.